Now you should understand the time signatures of 4 4, 3 4, and 2. Welcome to Earbuds and Earworms. I'm Amy, second trombone shepherd, and this is... Mitchell Manley, Double Dragon. Double Dragon? Yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a duo. It's two brothers, Double Dragon. From, like, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World? No, the, the old <laughs> NES game, Double Dragon. I don't know oh, it. Oh, <laughs> it's one of the best NES games of all time. But I thought that was, like... Well, side-scroller beat em up Yeah, like, I don't know, Contra 3 was really good. Contra is also a classic. I haven't played Contra, but I've played Contra 3, and it's a side-scroller as well. I thought either that or Mitchell two times manly. I don't know. Uh, Just something to imply that uh, our theme this week is power duos. Yes, which, all right, I looked it up. Power duos are supposed to be like rock, right? I mean, not necessarily, but uh, I mean, a power duo, they can be powerful in the way they work together, but... Traditionally, power duo, uh, you know, I usually think of a power trio, bands like ah. Rush and all that sort of stuff. Wait, Rush is only three people? Yeah. I thought there were more. Yeah, three folks. They sound like there's more. Yeah, exactly. That's why they're a power trio. <laughs> so but, is this the Super Twins? Yeah, Super Twins. We're doing Super <laughs> Twins this week. I think that one works. Does everybody get matching rings? I hope so. I hope so, too. We should have worn matching rings for the podcast. Uh, I need to wear more jewelry then. I think you'd have to wear more jewelry. Yeah, I don't ever wear any jewelry This at all. explains why we haven't become superheroes fighting <laughs> right. crime in Tennessee. Uh, well, Mitchell, I know you didn't bring any 60s comic books, but what did you bring? So I brought Mates of State. I got this feeling. I mentioned Mates of State uh, in, in passing in the last episode during our Elliot Smith commentary, and uh, we also talked about the White Stripes. So those two things were kind of actually the the inspiration for this week, you know, power duos. I, I really wanted to shove some Mates of State in here somewhere, so um, I do want to give one more shout-out to my friend Elaine for letting me borrow this record back in 2007 because uh, it's easily one of my top 25 albums of all time, maybe even top 10. Uh, Mates of State is a husband and wife duo, and it's just filled to the brim with things that I love. You got the male and female vocals and like catchy poppy underpinnings. These brilliantly arranged harmonies with like cascading vocal rounds, or they'll sing like completely different parts on top of one another. And it makes this really complex rhythmic harmonic knot that just sounds incredible. Uh, the drums are always super dynamic and creative. Um, you know, it's rarely just a simple 4 4 rock beat, and there's lots of organs and pianos and synthesizers. 
just so much cool stuff going on and like all coming from two people. Uh, I've heard they're pretty, pretty incredible lives. So. Well, I've got to say mates of state now just makes a lot more sense. Cause right, yeah. if you're, when you get married, you get a state license. Mm-hmm. So you're a state licensed pair of mates. Right. So it makes sense. I see what they did there. Yeah. They're, they're an awesome, awesome band. I, I want it known. We have all known about Mitchell's love of nananas. Mm-hmm. But now it's the whoa or wow. Yeah, it's wow. <laughs> yeah, I forgot to even mention the wows. I know. I was that's like, one, and that's my favorite part of the song, too, as I you knew, probably can imagine. I knew it would. And there was some keyboard magic. I don't know if it's real organs. I don't know what's going on. But I was like, I heard that whoa, whoa. And I'm like, this is yeah, what the harmonies. Yeah, that's definitely one, one of my favorite songs off that record. Team Boo is the name of the album. Just go and listen to that whole album all the way through. Wow. Do they do na-na-na's as well? Yes, they definitely have tons of that sort of stuff. Woes and na-na-na's. Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> no, that's a different band. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, I brought a band whose name I'm going to completely butcher, even though I just tried a pronouncer a few minutes ago. It's Abayes River. Carry away my dead leaves. Let me baptize my soul with the help of your waters. Sink my veins and complains. Let the river take them. River, drown them. My ego and my blame. Let me baptize my soul with the help of your waters. Those old means so ashamed. Let the river take them. River, drown them. choosing between like there were two songs from this band that i really really liked and there's mama says and there's river but mama says has a third person show up so i was like "Mm, let's just stick with river because we stick with the two voices yeah definitely uh these are twins they are like french cuban uh twins and i they like harmonize so beautifully and it's like super cool this song really stands out because it's got these religious overtones and with its like religious imagery, it can still be pretty ambiguous. It doesn't have to be a religious song. And it's just like got this weird, unique beat or creation of the beat. And it like just leaves a lot of room within it. That's really, really cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's very hypnotic. And I love that the percussion is what carries the majority of the weight of the actual song structure. Like the main music musical element other than the vocals is that loop of their harmonies that just sort of hangs out in the undergrowth of the song and it's mixed in pretty low. There isn't really a bass line. It's just like a subharmonic note on the kick drum that you can hear. And then every once in a while there's this little scalar thing just, uh, you know, going a few notes up the scale that just kind of ties these two parts together. But other than that, it's it's all just very stripped down and raw and emotive. And uh, I found, like, some live footage of them playing, and they're definitely <laughs> pulling this stuff off live. I was, like, kind of skeptical. I was like, oh, I wonder how they do this singing, sort of thing. Right? Yeah, But, no, I mean, they're they're – 
playing synths and samplers and like cueing stuff. It's yeah, yeah, they're putting on a show. It's really, really cool. It seems like so impossible, but uh, if you like this one and you want something even more sparse and even more emotive, go here. Mama says I'm definitely gonna listen to it. So good. Um, you know. You posted this theme, yeah, and it kind of like exploded I, all over the I place. I honestly did not think it was going to. I thought this was going to be another sort of like one where they kind of trickled in. But I mean, as soon as I posted this, this thread blew up. I was so excited, and like tons of stuff that I had forgotten about. I was like, oh yeah, this band would have been great for this. <laughs> I forgot all about that band, you know. Yeah, I was like, I know that I looked at my phone and I was like. <gasps> How like are we going to 80, choose? 80 choices or something like that. Yeah, it's probably up to 90 now. Yeah. Oh, it's insane. But our first ear buddy is Will, who brought Caddy Wampus's guilt. This gets a 10 out of 10 out of band names. Yeah, it's a great band name, <laughs> Caddy Wampus. Yes. It's uh, this massive sound. There's a lot of like virtuosic playing. I don't know if it's like psychedelic. Certainly so. Yeah. And at the end, they're just like, well, we're done. And it's the most abrupt ending. Yeah, it's I've like ever two minutes long or something like that. Yeah. I was just like, oh, oh, okay. Uh, the song's over. And so they kind of Caddy Wampus'd me that way. Yeah, it's very trippy. And like noodly math rock, it's done so right. Like obviously the the crazy rhythms and riffs are going to keep the listener on their toes, but also important for a two piece is filling up that sonic space. And they do it with a bunch of like cool layered and affected vocals, and the guitar tones and effects are also constantly changing, keeping things interesting. And uh, it kind of helps them explore that sonic space. And sometimes they'll be really bass heavy and like wall of sound sort of, and then they drop into parts where the guitars are octave up instead, and like. <laughs> kind of lay some ground in the upper registers and make sure they don't just sound like a monotonous cacophony. Yeah, it doesn't just get all like crazy jumbly and bleh. Yeah, it's very uh well structured despite being kind of frantic and erratic. Uh it's difficult to be really engaging when your songs are quite this frantic and you know, you're not letting your audience connect with a single part <laughs> over a long period of time. Everything's stream of consciousness and you know they really know how to utilize their sound and and song structures you know where there's silence when does it get quiet when does it get loud really tying a lot together into a small but very raucous package (laughs) yeah and then when they're done they're done i just i love how they ended it it was so great and out of nowhere uh, I don't know if Nathaniel has ever submitted anything before. I don't think he has. No, but he brought Chromio's bona fide lovin'. 
Let me tell you that I saw your boyfriend walking down the road. He was standing all shook, couldn't even look, and I was extra cold. I might as well take a minute or two to talk about the perks. Cause he can't compete with a man like me, and that's just how it works. Look, this comes as no surprise. What you need is an older guy with a little bit of life experience, the right clothes and the right appearance. Ooh, girl, wouldn't that feel nice? Hot dinner with a candlelight. And really, when it gets down to it, pick a man that's down to fight. I'll give him bona fide loving. Oh, oh, oh. The type that makes me feel old. I'll give him bona fide loving. actually heard this song before yeah i was like oh there's one i've actually <laughs> heard and that makes me feel kind of smart it's kind of like daft punk and it's nostalgia and dancy and synthy synthy it's kind of ridiculous it's really ridiculous actually yeah. um also saying bona fide loving is it's probably what elvis presley wanted to say right exactly and um it just takes like this amazing amount of coordination to fill this space with this music, and it doesn't sound like it's trying too hard to sound like Daft Punk, but it's like it doesn't sound like somebody who's trying really, 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 really hard to be as cool as this band is. If that makes sense, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, first off, I feel it's only fair to point out that Nathaniel also posted a Mates of State song in the thread, but I'd already decided I was bringing some Mates of State, so I stole that from under him. But I did want to make sure he still got one on the show, and this Chromeo track is very catchy, very addictive. It's got like super funky guitars and really groovy bass line, these like anthemic sounding synths, and then the beat in contrast is very simplistic with like minimal variation thrown in for accents, but it just keeps <laughs> the song chugging and keeps that butt boogieing, you know? <laughs> yes, it does. Uh, yeah, I love the catchy hook with the O-O-O-O's. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, more of that. We've obviously established my love for that plenty. Uh, that, that part was definitely in my wheelhouse. Uh, I watched some live footage of this band as well to see how it held up live and wowzers. Like, they put on a really live, uh, really gnarly live show. Uh, some of it is, like, some of the stuff's, like, looped and triggered, obviously, as you would probably expect. But, like, yeah. they're by no means lazy about instrumentation. Like, they're trading off between several instruments a piece and all the way just, like, dancing their little disco <laughs> pants off. It's amazing to watch. It really... It's really cool. And were they, um, was there a digital dog attacking them in? No, but I, I'm the music video for this, uh, I believe is a takeoff of Dire Straits Money for Nothing, that weird, like, uh, early 3D polygonal sprites. It's really neat. It's, it's something. It's something to see. There's, I think there's like a 3D pixelated butt crack at one point. Yep. Yep. Uh, <laughs> So moving from pixelated butt cracks, sorry, <laughs> I had to lead into this. Uh, David H. brings Fat 32's hard drive.
says, I discovered Fat 32 on the Mimicry Records website that is run by one of my favorite bands, Secret Chiefs 3. I was blown away when I first heard it and still in my rotation years later. They kill it live. I'm pretty sure this is the most intense drumline DJ metal that I have ever heard. Yeah. That's like, I heard it and I was like, okay, is this a drumline? And then I'm like... Okay, there's definitely sampling going on. There's a lot of sampling of internet noises. Yep. And I don't know if this is metal, but it certainly can pass for metal. Yeah, I'm very not like sure. Cyber grind, thrashy math. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's, uh, uh, I'm not sure if David H has made any. I think I think he's probably been around for a little while. Yeah. I'm not. I know we have another David that submits some stuff. Mm-hmm. Either way, this David, David H posted so much insanity in this thread this week like i've heard most of the submissions before and was like super stoked at some of the bands that that he had brought to the table but i'd never heard this and was like blown away when i listened to it i had to like immediately tag metal johnny i knew he would also flip his lid over this uh, it's definitely on the outer limits of what a lot of our <laughs> listeners have probably ever listened to for enjoyment but like it's definitely on the yeah, if, for me. If you like weird, heavy, experimental music like me and Metal Johnny and several of our other like niche ear buddies, <laughs> uh, I probably won't have to say anything to convince you how, how rad this is. But it's definitely aggressive, but it's not necessarily like antagonistic sounding. It's like playful, but more like rough housing. Yeah, it's not trying to like dare you to finish. Right, yeah. And it's got lots of crazy noises and samples and weird mathy stop and go rhythms. Uh, the drum and guitar sounds are really crisp and well-produced. And uh, like that Cattywampus song from earlier, this band really knows how to fill up the space and keep the sound palette interesting, you know, as long as you can get on board for, for their take being a bit more abrasive than Cattywampus was. But. Yeah, it was It was very... Um, it's abrupt in a different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was like, ah, oh, but no, like, they take a lot of really cool aspects of many different genres and make this sound. Definitely so. Like, definitely this would be one for like um like me to kind of brush off without like listening to but you should definitely listen listen hard to the song because there's just so much going on and it kind of you hear something new each time yeah for sure it, it's like like rewatching um i don't know pie that like yeah. weird aronofsky movie that right? weird aronofsky movie it's like oh okay i get it so it's it's well worth listening to multiple times jeremiah brings this up and up and coming band called japan droids with the house that heaven built Japan droids and be shook and that's all in caps <laughs> I did not do that 
Uh, this band is the most party hard, hyper romantic, best friends at a bonfire type of explosion your weak little ears can handle. Sounds a little judgy, Jeremiah. Sounds a little judgy. And then, it's emphatic. And, yeah. <laughs> and then, in all caps, let us all form a circle and scream, cry to Japan droids. Amen. Amen. <laughs> um, I can definitely imagine singing this with a crowd in a really awesome venue with definitely. with some goofy graffiti going on. Definitely white graffiti on black walls. Uh, it's kind of comfy in in the sound, like it's comfy and loud, and makes me kind of feel like home. Like yeah, it has a sort of nostalgic yeah. kind of feeling to it. And it's kind of almost poppy. And then there's some drums and guitars, and I'm pretty sure like they did that on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i'd heard a handful of japan droid songs before but never like realized they were only a two-piece i'd be very curious if they're equally as moving live as they are on this record uh this song especially is very very catchy very anthemic and sing-alongy has more of the ooos yeah, yep. which we've already mentioned a bunch um it's interesting that tons of two-piece bands have ooos and na na na's <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to do some science behind that i'm sure there is some um, but yeah, the, the drums are really consistent and very powerful and driving. And then it's got the vocal layering throughout all the like call and response stuff. It makes things very cathartic and almost has that feel of like standing side by side with your best friend against the storm, <laughs> taking on the world, you know, yep. it has a very definitive mood to it. It just seems like unavoidably relatable. Uh, I definitely really dig this one. Wait, we could have put this on the relatables. I think it may it, it could have made it. I, yeah, I think I think it could have. It, it just has that vibe to it, you know. Yeah. It's not necessarily the lyrics or anything. It's just this it does a, have that nostalgic, relatable feel. This is the lock arms and mosh. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. Like just, just lock arms and and love each other and yeah. and scream at the top of your lungs <laughs> to Japan droids. It'd be a fun night. Uh, our next year buddy is Sean, who brought Cave of Swimmers, The Sun. smile so hard i can't tell if it's operatic metal or it's prog rock i don't know i'm notoriously bad with genres uh it just makes me smile the same way like rush does except not like the super high range vocals it's just like so epic there's a story but i'm too happy to follow it i'm just sure the sun's gonna cure all wrongs uh they do that super fast guitar thing that metal (laughs) bands do and it starts to sound like a video game because they're like playing at the bottom of the guitar that makes sense and i was just like this is just makes me happy yeah my buddy lum also posted some cave of swimmers in the thread and like he was talking about seeing them play here in memphis when he came down from pennsylvania a while back to visit 
Um, I've seen Cave of Swimmers a handful of times now, and I can confirm that they're definitely incredible live. Uh, they're both like really <laughs> insanely energetic and passionate when they're playing. They're constantly like dancing and grooving during the instrumental parts and lots of hip gyration and lots of long hair and sweat flying around. Definitely some long hair flying. Yeah, and, and to help fatten their sound, their singer and guitar player, he has tons of like cool guitar effects, and I think they also use a vocal processor. But on top of all that, he plays a floor bass, which is like similar to the things you'd see on like fancy organs. So it's a full like thirteen note low octave that he can play with his feet. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it's a floor bass in the end, and so it's full thirteen notes, and you can play it with your feet. And he plays it like simultaneously, shredding on the guitar and dancing, and then like stomping out fires on this floor bass. Uh, I love dude's vocal range. He's he does a lot of the high flying operatic like hair metal, new wave of British heavy metal vocals. And has like a pretty righteous scream for some of the more aggressive stuff that they do. I definitely hope they come through Memphis again soon. Uh, and if you see Cave of Swimmers coming to your town, don't miss it. They are very, very good. I kill it. It's so like freaking operatic and epic. It's so cool. Yeah. I like it when anybody can like make metal relatable to me. It always sure. makes me happy. Uh, our final ear buddy is Charlie. He brought the America's... Hmm. Hmm. How do you say it? I would say Jalaluya. Okay. I was like, ah, oh, there's a lot of letters in there. emo it kind of speaks to my teenage heart i definitely need to throw on like a black t-shirt maybe with a hello kitty on it in mm-hmm. ironic goth <laughs> um also i'm gonna also have to jump in my 96 dodge grand caravan r.i.p and blast this like <laughs> geisha vinyl sticker on the back oh, of it yeah the geisha vinyl sticker gosh i was so lame um <laughs> yeah this is totally a sing-along tune that i would roll down the bells highway listening to and it's got these like guitar solos and drum solos how they should be mm-hmm. man a- as always charlie z bringing the mega jams to the podcast this one starts out as like pretty solid unassuming like chimey classic style emo but then the song escalates into something much more after a minute or so like it's really mathy and angular lots of guitar harmonics and dissonant chords and the drums get super crazy and intense it just has this like relentless power to it uh, the vocals are really straining and desperate sounding in like a really genuine and heartfelt way, uh, which I, I definitely love. And they do a great job of like hearkening to that older emo, but what makes them especially interesting is definitely the more noisy intensity that they've mixed in. I would love to see them live as well. I think Charlie said he's going to try to get them to play in Nashville soon. 
Um, I can just tell by the drums that this drummer is probably a lot of fun to watch, probably very charismatic. And if nothing else, like trying to watch the guitar player, like keep up with like in volume and ryth- rhythmic intensity with whatever the hell the drummer is doing. Cause it's incredible. I definitely want to see his band. I thought drummers just go beep, 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 beep. <laughs> boom, bap, boom, bap, boom, boom bap. And flap, right? Yeah. Or whack. I don't know. I don't know. It's drums. It involves rhythm. I'm not necessarily the best at rhythm. We don't have much feedback this week. That's okay. That's okay. This is all about feedback anyway, right? Yeah, and we got tons of submissions this week, so we can just <laughs> so many. thank all our ear buddies for that. Like, you so guys good. filled up that thread, and I really appreciate it. It was amazing. If you want to tweet at us, the Twitter is at Pod. You are... At Gotcha, And I'm at Madam Woolite. As we were talking about that majestic thread that was this week's episode... That is found on Earbuds and Earworms podcast group on Facebook. Seriously, there's just so much. Yeah, you much. guys, if you're not in the group, which surely if you're listening by now, you're in the group. But we'll share this on Facebook and hopefully get some more new listeners. Go join the group and look at this thread because there's just so much good stuff that we had to like skip over and pick only six. Yeah. And guess what? In our duos, we did not bring the white stripes. Yeah. Pretty proud of myself. We did good. Yeah. If you want to call us... Our voicemail line is 731-400-BDS or 731-400-2837. And you can always email the show at endpod at gmail.com. And you can always check out our, you know, the links that we share. Mm-hmm. That is going to endpod.com. It's part of the 10710 network. And it's just, I have pretty pictures that I like to post. <laughs> yeah, and, they're always cool and thematic. And if you have a favorite episode or a favorite theme, that's where you can go and search it. And mm-hmm. you can find pretty much everything on that website in an easy, searchable fashion. I did not bring the final song, but you did. I did indeed. So I'm going to I'm gonna leave us on a band called Tweak Bird. <laughs> and uh, the song is called People. Uh, Tweak Bird are two brothers from L.A., I think. Uh, they make a style of music I like to call thunder pop or sunshine slu- sunshine sludge. Say that three times fast. Yeah, uh, everything's tuned low and sounds really heavy and sludgy, but the vocals are very melodic and there's lots of vocal harmonies, lots of major key stuff. Very sunshiny and positive sounding. Uh, their singer has kind of a higher pitched voice, and something about his vocal quality in this song especially reminds me of like the female vocals from like '90s alt rock bands like Veruca Salt and L7 and Luscious Jackson. It's like really neat aesthetic and helps give their music a really cool vibe. So I'm gonna leave us with Tweak Bird, and the song is called People.
Call me creepy for on the last episode, nerds.